<laughs> we hot. Already. We hot. Food Junkie Radio. We in here. Oh, let me get your microphone. Is it on? There you I go. Paul, so, you in? Paul, yeah. in? All right, we on. We're hot. Yeah, right, we continue have on. Missed a bunch of good content. Oh, we already. were just we were just but, warming uh, up. That's just warming we'll up. To... <laughs> ain't nothing. We just, we just get all nice and hot that. before we, we go get, live. Gotta get hot like that. <laughs> all right, we're going in. Food drinking radio. Sorry, last week uh, misunderstanding. You know what I mean? But we're back on. Yeah. All right. So what are we talking about now? We were uh, well. It started with I wanted to know what people's obstacles were about a nightly dinner. Okay. Or or thought processes and uh, their go tos and more. It was a, a information data mining project for me of what does a restaurant have to do to get you to come out to eat mm. and get that diner who is hesitant because you know obviously I'm impartial and I think everyone should go to a restaurant multiple nights a week and I want every restaurant that's open to be packed eight nights a week i want them to be packed but that's hard because you're always packed friday saturday and you're packed on the big holidays mm-hmm. valentine's day coming up maybe mm-hmm. we should talk about that a little bit very much so yeah uh and that's those are the two nights a week and those holidays and like anniversaries that you usually get that diner who doesn't go out to eat that often mm-hmm. so are you asking how do you get you know repeat customers and consistent yeah. customers yeah. or are you looking for to have a business where it's almost a destination or it's at least top five, like you could, anybody could come here almost bordering. And like I always say, like, you know, Applebee's or like a Denny's kind of those situations, not, not, in, you know, but those yeah. are anybody could go there. I think I'm looking of how do you um, open up a new sector to restaurant dining, a new population group? Mm. How do you unlock that to get them to come out consistently you know, those people that don't want to go to that new trendy place because they don't want to spend 50 bucks on an appetizer, mm. an entree, and a glass of wine. You know, mm. that's like wildly too much. But how do you also at the same time uh, get those people out and satisfy both your uh, artistic creativity that you want to do? How do you preserve that in a way? that you can present it to the to the diner who's maybe more hesitant. Mm. And I think if you can walk that line, which we were talking about some other places that maybe do, I think you can, one, uh, be super happy at work because mm. you're fulfilled creatively, uh, but also be a good uh, business owner because you're going to be profitable if True. you can get that person to come repeatedly. Mm. Maybe it comes down to, like, what's what's popular? Like, what sells? Right now, in today's culinary world, if you had to say, like, here's what is making money. It doesn't have to be an actual restaurant, but think about, like, a one menu item that, you know, like... Oh, I already, I already got it. Okay, what is it? it? Salmon. Okay. Because we talk about it all the time. Salmon. There we talk about it all the time. Okay. Salmon, shrimp, mm-hmm. uh, what's another... Uh, Steak. steak. People love People steak. People love steak. Steak always has to stay on the menu. But you know what's better to me than steak? Mm. Pork chop. Oh, see, you lost Which, a lot of people already. I, right I there. know. Yeah. But also at the same time, the couple of times I've done it, people are like, that was so good. And I'm yes. like, if you would just give me a fucking chance more often. But see, the people that say it's good, yeah. they were eating steaks how many times before they had the pork chop? Oh, that's a good idea. I don't know. See, so I think you have the right idea. What you do is, here's the bait, the salmon, yeah. the shrimp, the Well, steak. that's what I do with the Alfredo. Exactly. That's why I even know 
Uh, I don't want to say I hate Alfredo. You do. Th- it's okay. No, I don't. I don't hate it. Like I've had it. it it's good. Man, I've just cooked it a thousand times. There's just like, so many things to me that are better. Mm-hmm. But maybe I have to recognize my own bias and that I've ha- probably had it way more than the average person. Mm-hmm. Or I've had the steak and potato dish everywhere mm-hmm. more times than the average person, and so I'm just bored with it. And maybe the 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 clientele I was talking about is just. They're not. They haven't had it as many times. No. Yeah. I think it comes down to, you know, sometimes you want to go where everybody... I, <laughs> I think that's the key. Because yeah. I think you build like this... If I had to hypothetically look at it, you you get that, that hook and you get these people that, you know, maybe come on weekends and start mm-hmm. maybe, you know, the people that do go out during the week, you know, for a dinner or a mm-hmm. lunch. And you, you really get to know them. Because those are the people yeah. that know people. Yeah. And if they eat like that, they probably hang out with people that eat in like kind. So you figure mm-hmm. you talk to them. And I think it, in to this new world, if I had to throw something in there, uh, it's you're going to have to add some other element to the restaurant, not in it, meaning, you know, whether it's a blog or a vlog or a, a channel oh, or a, a really show, because then now people feel like they're a part not only of you know, uh, the experience as they get there, but even knowing the person cooking it, if, especially yeah. when we talk that's about a good before. way to educate them. Exactly. Too. Yeah. Cause yeah. They, everybody wants in, like we say, that's true. So how do you let them in yeah. with things like this? If you yeah. attach this, all of a sudden you build your own community. And if it starts with 10, that 10 can multiply. But as mm-hmm. long as you look everybody in their eyes and you, you know who they are and you know, their tendencies, that's how you're able to throw out a pork yeah. chop. And out of one of those, you know, 10, 20 people that are your regulars, one of them be like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to, you know, tell yeah. my friend who writes for that, this, that, or whatever, and he should come in and try this pork chop only. Yeah, well, that's my typical, mm-hmm. um, I guess, maneuver mm-hmm. is I get, you know, you use the hook to start drawing people in, mm-hmm. and then maybe by the third or fourth time that you see them, maybe even the second time, you know, you slip them a little snack mm-hmm. of something that is more exciting to you to make. And yeah. You know, you kind of slowly convince them, like, you can trust me. Mm-hmm. You can trust me that if you order this, you will like it mm-hmm. and it will taste good. And it, you don't have to, you know, and I don't want to call it boring, but to me it is boring. Mm-hmm. And I, I want people to to really push the the envelope for themselves when they go out to eat because there's so many farmers trying to, like, grow new things and, like, I guess it's the hippie coming out of me is like, I know that we can't grow acres and acres and acres of corn. No, it, it just, that's not how the world was meant is designed to not work meant to be, but it is but happening. I, we forced it that way. Yes. And you know, we've seen the repercussions of that now mm-hmm. is food deserts and food scarcity. And, you know, I can only imagine if people were more open to the to a menu being 100% different from week to week just based on what was like growing right around me around it. and not to say like 100% different but like maybe one week if it was like broccoli with I don't know soy glaze and chili mm-hmm. and maybe broccoli season ends but like bok choy is right there which to me they t- you could argue they taste almost the same I mean you can but people you know? love broccoli and, and they're slightly different but yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> bok choy would be just as good or yeah. like you could do cauliflower with that mm-hmm. same combo yeah i know yeah. i'm trying you could do asparagus even with that same you combo but you're trying to help bring along somebody through a journey of their own i think that and i don't know how this works in terms of numbers because when it comes to restaurants you do put stock in numbers 
and there is going to have to be some form of like when you get to a certain level i'm assuming a business where it's like yeah we're in the this many customers like and yes there's obviously going to be loyal customers from the beginning but along with the bigger base especially trying to i'm assuming make big business a little bit of that you know uh that personal you know kind of small time thing will kind of dissipate and you know be away i mean i've worked with a couple of different companies that were transitioning from small to big right yeah. in the thick of it and you could see both from in-house and you know uh customers alike see what happens some stay on board and are willing to you know be a part of it and a lot of people you know are deserted whether you know by choice or not mm-hmm. whether it's like oh they got too busy or oh they're too hollywood now and that happens yeah. but that's yeah. to me a good thing because you're then the business essentially is growing mm-hmm. and if you could still go out there and still work and be about your business then you can't decide how people you know people you can't control how people think you just yeah. got to be righteous in, I guess, what you're doing. And I think if you have the right mentality, that's what I said earlier. It's like you you asking that question, I think, is the right idea. Because if you're pushing for that, hopefully the the effort you're putting in will reflect you trying to straddle that line. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what I, at least how I think it now. Yeah. I, I well, I just like I don't, you know, I don't mind putting forth the effort to do it. You know, it's something that I want to do. But at the same time, it in business, it doesn't really matter what you want to do it matters about what is going to bring it at the end of the day you have to pay that electricity bill yep you know people Um, need to understand that about restaurants yeah and in the restaurant work you know everybody i think knows at this point isn't a huge money maker Mm -hmm. so part of your payment to yourself needs to be that you're happy Mm -hmm. so yeah and maybe it will forever be riding that line and Mm -hmm. oh i went too far that way oh i've been too safe this way you know maybe that's just what it is I think that's what it is. I think it's just it, the balancing act. But I think as you know, the journey continues and you try to build, you know, your reputation and how you, you know, perceive food. I think people that will be fans of yours um, and continue to be, if you go keep on going down that path, like this is a lifetime thing. Not a lot of industries can say that. Like you could be cooking into your seventies and eighties. Yeah, truly yeah. like i mean physically if you want to but now if you look at you know people who um are out there as a brand uh they've diversified whether it's you know multiple restaurants or oh i just went to i just make you know one so like i make uniforms or i make knives or yeah, i just do cookbooks true. or i mean that's the thing cool about this world is it's one always changing second yeah. everybody eats third there's trends, but there isn't. It's like stuff's been done only to be done again because... Because it just comes back into popularity. It always comes back. It gets rediscovered. Yeah, I mean, Instagram like, itself well, is just, just like, like fucking food heaven. You know yeah, what I mean? Just like uh, preserving and, and yep, pickling, fermenting. Fermenting. All that stuff is mm-hmm. old. That's why I love reading the older cookbooks because yeah. it's so fascinating it's to be like, back. that's that's from 1960 and they were preserving. Mm-hmm. It wasn't hip or popular. It nope. was just something that you had to do survival yeah it's cooler I, I like finding stuff like that well there you go excited. from your question to facebook what are some of the you know certain responses that you want to address or that you thought that uh, were? well i um i kind of had an idea of the answers that i was gonna get and it pretty much followed that it was uh one of the biggest things mentioned was time mm-hmm. how much time do i have to cook that night how tired am i was another one uh I guess I didn't think of it because usually my fridge is kind of empty or I'm maybe a little bit more excited to use what's in my fridge. But what 
people were like, well, what is in my fridge that I need to get rid of? Mm-hmm. And for me, it's more about, I think that question is slightly different. When I go to the store, I'm like, oh, what am I excited to use? Mm-hmm. Not what did I just buy and now I have to use it before it goes bad. Yeah. Uh, what was another one? Yeah, I mean, that was pretty much it. Time. Uh, not too many people thought, I think, that their cooking level wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. But I kind of still think that's probably a big issue for people um you know because someone wrote chicken pot pie is my go-to dinner and i was like okay well that person i already know is a more advanced cook than the regular person at home because the regular cook at home is not gonna make dough no because that's what i know that's what that person was doing but you know and and maybe if you want chicken pot pie to be your go-to dinner at home you can buy pie dough that's true so there's nothing wrong with taking shortcuts, folks. There's nothing wrong, especially yeah. at home. Take yeah. the, I take the shortcuts. All I shortcut the time. all day. Yeah, what are you talking about. I'm not trying to, you know, fucking make shit from scratch. I'm not trying to have like yeah. a bin of flour underneath yeah. all the time. Like that's no. not what we do. Um, well, what lot. do you think about the idea of time? What's your take on that? Oh man, I'm gonna try and not get too deep because I was thinking about that the other night at work, and I went and I wrote this whole inner monologue that <laughs> is like that's a whole blog post about how your time is money and. Okay. You need to value your time both for your personal, emotional well-being, um, but also as a reflection when you look at where other people spend their time and what, what, where they value. And know, then that's that got a me very all thinking loaded about question. Yes. communication and how it's like basically impossible to communicate clearly without super explaining yourself. But even when you super explain yourself, you've then over communicated and now someone of questions yeah um well in time in respect to cooking at home yeah i think i've said before that um i think cooking at home is important to use as like a meditation time for yourself Mm -hmm. and to give yourself an hour even 30 minutes you know to to focus on the cooking process and with your mind clear now i don't have kids i don't have any animals uh, because one, I don't have the time mm-hmm. for either of those things, but you know, if you can find a way to block out 20 minutes to really work on your cooking your dinner at home and not like practice and get better, but just like, okay, I'm making pasta with chicken tonight. Mm-hmm. And for 20 minutes, I'm going to be uninterrupted and I'm going to empty my mind from my day and I'm going to focus on just what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I think you would become an exponentially better cook mm-hmm. faster than you can imagine because you're going to listen, you know, to that chicken cooking, like we've talked about, like, and you're going to be like, Oh, I can hear it's done. I don't need to watch it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see, Oh, I did that much salt this time. Oh, that tastes a little salty. Mm-hmm. Next time I'm going to do a little less. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to find a lot more peace within yourself of, oh, I can like relax. I've decompressed my day. Mm-hmm. I ate dinner. I'm not bringing all the negative parts of my day home. Nope. I'm only bringing the positive things. So I think it'd be good for people to do that. Mm. But I don't know how possible that is for the nine to five person that maybe has two kids and a dog. Mm. I would say that's always going to be an issue. I think it does have to be a commitment, one, to really be poignant and motivated to look at it as if I'm trying to build a certain skill set like a trade like cooking is a skill yeah. that's a very i think important skill especially once you have it it's it'll never go away but you do have to work on it um and as somebody who doesn't 
necessarily have the, you know, formal training or whatever, and you just quote unquote a home cook, it's not impossible. And in saying that, I think one method that I know I've utilized from time to time is like, you know, prepping, prepping is the best part, yeah. you know, and I've probably said this before on this podcast or somewhere, but I'm a, I'm an early bird. So I'm waking up at night and I just go in there. I make like a prep list. I see everything and I just do prep mm-hmm. and I kind of progressively work to a finished product. So really when you're putting the dish together at night, it's like, you know, 10 minute fire time. Like, ah, I just got to finish this, do this. Basically everything's done. Mm -hmm. And, 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 you know, if you do it that way, you can make your home dinner more advanced because you just have pickled onions hanging out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, they're, man, I wish I could remember anything in my life that I want to talk about. Uh, on you a different podcast, down. I know I should write it down. Well, the problem is I listen to all these podcasts when I'm riding my bike. Sometimes you don't have to listen to all of them. Sometimes you just got to <laughs> marinate because I, sometimes I listen to podcasts too and you just got to like, no, uh, my, my stuff festers in my head. I just pick out the key points that I, I like know. and I hold on to those and I don't hold on to as much as I want. But there was uh, they were talking about a cookbook where the guy does more advanced stuff than maybe the home cook would be comfortable with. And, you know, and a lot of they talk about, you know, you do a lot of things in your book like orange aioli mm-hmm. and they were like you know the the interviewer was was saying you know i really liked that you made that something approachable that the home cook could do and that your cookbook is set up to continually use that prepped item mm-hmm. so like we were saying you build your pantry yes. from the cookbook and then as you build it it opens more of the cookbook yeah. instead of oh i i made these pickled onions for this specific thing i can't use them anywhere else forever i I have no idea what i'm doing to use them somewhere else you just menu plan throughout the week yeah based on and kind of those things but that's a process trust me like i don't part of the time that you need to invest yeah if somebody's willing to do it that's why it's like almost take like you said take a time out 20 half an hour hour commit to just doing that however you can fit that into your day and then it starts from there because yeah. then you'll ultimately decide how much time you can commit to it and put into it based on the, you know, the surroundings. But it's not impossible. I'll tell it's you that right not. now. It's yeah. definitely not. But I agree. Yeah. Time is definitely, um, it seems like nobody ever has time. Yeah. But given the circumstance, uh, this is a weird time to kind of explore these yeah. things. And, you know, cookbooks are amazing in a lot of ways. And you could find a lot of reads online. And there's recipes galore. You just have to really think about, what you like. I think a lot of people don't do that. I think a lot of people are more subjugated to try to figure out like, okay, what, what do other people like? And I'm going to see if I like it as opposed to like, well, let's just either you create food or you go out to places Mm -hmm. and just try different things to build kind of like your repertoire of what you enjoy. And then from there you build your idea of what I enjoy cooking, what you eat and maybe what you cook are two different things possibly, or they could be one and the same, which would be even amazing. So as you you grow that, Mm -hmm. you're going to develop inherently, you're going to develop a skill to like, oh, okay. I, you know, the other day I went out and I had this burger and it had aioli on it Mm -hmm. and it had whatever, you know, uh, I, I remember I made that salad for myself the other day. Damn, dude, some of those, that weird tomato thing they did on that would be really good in that salad I had the other day. And Mm -hmm. then you do that. Yeah. You know, see. It's they building. don't all have to be isolated incidents. You can. I think that's how people treat them. them. I think that is, and I think that's where people get worried about. I don't want to make that 
because then I have to eat that same meal. And what if I didn't like that meal? Yeah, it's discouraging because you're yeah. buying ingredients. And um, I still have some ingredients. That I'm like, I'm sitting on nutmeg still, and I can't get no, rid of that no, shit no, for the no, life no. of me. I'm fucking trying to make there everything needs to be with nutmeg. Some like community forum where it's like, all right, I bought nut, <laughs> I bought nutmeg. No one in my next five blocks buy it. Dude, I have, seriously. I have some for you, man. And I got the one that's not even like I. You still have to kind of shave it down. So I got the you know yeah, actual the nutmeg. Nugs. And yeah. they don't sell like one of them small ones. So I'm just over no, here. You can't just the, buy one. Fucking a. What's not worth it to them? Well, that's what I'm saying. So now yeah. you're stuck with that. So yeah, that's why you need your like your little mm-hmm. community person to be like, all right, who needs nutmeg this week? Here, I got a whole nug. For you. But see, maybe that's how we build Usually community. One nug this lasts way. you the whole year. Dude, one nug lasts you <laughs> at like least two, four. three Christmases easily. Because <laughs> that's the only time you're gonna use it too. It seems like nutmeg. You're gonna is the put only it on thing. your eggnog. Fucking a. You, <laughs> you put, put on. I put on a little holiday sometimes. drink. Yeah, holiday drink. Potatoes. The Italians will use sweet it. Give it, give it to the Italians and let them put it in their cheese. See, but maybe that's how we reinvent communities through food. It's the easiest way. It's the easiest through line. And if you look at your neighborhoods, maybe you know you have Facebook. Forums, you have all these groups that I'm you could get into. I'm down for the small bodega on every corner. I mean, uh, I, we are turning into some form of a city out here in Sacramento. Maybe that's yeah. the the future. I would think. I think Barcelona's got it down on the city planning where they got their sure. little. But their culture is amazing uh, over there. Well, yeah, our culture is nowhere near that. Not not to. It's not better or worse. It's just different out here. Yeah, we consume differently. Like we're all more individualized, yeah. more isolated, which where a lot they of people think like in a community. That's true. But that is our culture to be more isolated. And mm-hmm. we don't need you. I don't need your help. I can do it on my own. And okay, fine. But yeah. doesn't mean just because you don't need it doesn't mean you can't want it. We're fucked up in America. I know we're, we're stupid. We, we can't figure anything out. Uh, we create our own problems and we complain about them. But see now, trying to look at the food system. But I mean, it's it's a great question. I think like we always talk about. Okay coming out of certain ideas like this where's a good start and i think you have the right thing you know asking people at home because i honestly believe home cooks for the next 15 to 20 years is going to be a renaissance there's going to be some badass cooks that cook at home and not actually because of this just random a lot of people are going to have a very cool baseline of cooking yeah and i think ultimately it affects restaurants going forward because restaurants will kind of be held accountable to make better food than motherfuckers make at home you can't just like pan roast a bunch of veggies and be like look at i gave you your chicken i gave you your salmon your wild rice and your roasted brussels sprout dish yeah will no longer the the day that is not a restaurant dish i'll be so happy it'll happen i hope so because it's that's not good enough for me rice pilaf unless unless you charge like nothing for it rice pilaf was around until it Mm. wasn't you're gonna you're gonna charge Eight dollars for that? That's fine with me. Yeah. Go ahead, but that there's no skill in that. No, you I know? mean we could be thinking crazy because also we're thinking a lot of people out there just don't live a lot like of people that. People don't. Cook. They don't give a fuck, and that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. So that's why the small amount of people that are eating out, and we are in a transition. Like uh, we're just off the heels of the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and one commercial really was interesting. It was the Uber, I believe. Uber. Oh, uh, the Uber Eats one. What were they promoting? Small shop, small, small yeah. restaurants, eat local, and eat local. Shop. But and you're talking about we're a gonna, yeah, worldwide well, business. Companies, well, but so. we're talking about a business. This is like a f- big ass business, but they're yeah. promoting local, eat local. But yeah. in turn, it's like, yes, yeah, eat your local places, but use us to get it yeah, from well, that them was to their you. Real. That's what I'm thinking. That's how they, they, that was just a really smart ad. But see, I don't know if that helps there. out local businesses or ultimately this is going to help this one business. Well, I think uh, I think the court ruling was that uh, small businesses can raise the individual price on the apps and have it a different price than in store. And if that, I don't really know. Damn. 
But if that's the truth, then I think small businesses will be okay. Yeah. Um, it won't be like before where the prices kind of had to be the same. Yeah. And that's how it, those businesses were really killing small businesses. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I would do, honestly. I don't know if it's illegal or not, but I'd say right now, mm-hmm. if, if one of those people came to me and I needed them, whatever their percentage that they take, that's how much it increased the yeah, prices yeah. going on. Because I can't pay them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because you're mean, the one using the service, not me. Dude, Chipotle be, I think on their service charge now, is I think it's like 10 for delivery. 10? That's 10 without tax, 10 without tip. It's just 10 for miscellaneous, mm-hmm. which I'm yeah. like, yes and no, because ultimately this is bound to happen. I mean, let's be honest. Food has been under um, underpriced for, oh, I so mean, long. forever. So long. People forever. Complain. Well, uh, it's hard work that no one wants to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, frankly, they get a lot of illegal immigrants, you know, travel around the U.S. picking everything. Mm-hmm. And because they're illegal, they get paid less, which is this definitely systemic problem that everyone wants to fix. But like we've talked about before, no one wants to pay $15 for a tomato no. to supply that supply chain. But why not? It's food. Because you can't. Because you're not getting paid enough. Crazy. But so let's raise minimum wage. But then, you know, that creates all these other problems yeah. that I don't know why we keep raising it. Because no. every time that happens, your cost of living just goes up. It's, yeah. The dollar has to become more powerful. Not mm. you can't just have more of them. Mm-hmm. But how do yeah. you do that? That's a economics. The Freakonomics people can talk about that. Yeah, that's on that's, some that's beyond me. Stuff. I had to go back to school for like 100 years to figure that stuff out. No one's ever going to figure that out. Yeah. It's a construct that is out of You want, you want a steak cooked right? I got you. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why you almost have to take it in your own hands. That's why almost yeah. as, a, as a new, you know, the new world, if I had to always, you know, preface it that, it's like, yeah, you just have to put a focus on, you know, what you can do. And, you know, any any people that are willing to come out and eat, that's just who your diner is. Everybody else could go, you know, suck a fat dick. After yeah. that, people at home, take it upon yourself to not ever have to do that. And that's and that's perfectly Maybe normal. People can just start growing stuff in their front yard. And for, forget your lawn. But fuck. I mean, shit. In California, hopefully, we could just get more, you know, substantial water situations now. I mean, well, we never realized that. It never goddamn rains here anymore. Exactly. What's happening here? Don't let the hippie out. Because they <laughs> see. There you, you know, go. It never fucking rains here because you know. We all need to buy steak from Idaho and Iowa and get it shipped here because, God forbid, we eat something besides steak and potatoes. See, that's a hippie. See, I'm a crazy person. I'm over here like, nope, the weather is controlled by some other shit. So, see, that's where I'm at. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's why as a a trained, you know, cook, the skill set is amazing because – like you said, you get excited when you're fucking down to bare bones. You're like, finally, I could get fucking rid of that. I'm about to do a mustard vinaigrette with this yellow mustard I haven't used in forever. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, you know, fucking ketchup, soy balsamic glaze right here. Get this little yeah, piece of huh? ketchup. So, I mean, as you continue to build, but it's a lifelong process. I don't think it ever ends. And I think if any note to anybody out there who's not a professional cook but a home cook, start building your repertoire as yeah. a character in this game. And your game is to learn about food that is persistent to you. So when you go out, you're not it's not a question no more. I think at this day and age, everybody should have a baseline of cooking. Before yeah. I get it, you know, if I don't want to buy a cookbook, don't have to. Yeah, they don't teach it in school, so therefore you're not liable to learn how to cook. No big deal. We have places. You should to eat be out. able to fry an egg. But see, that's the thing. Well now you should be able to because yeah. okay, if you can't, there is one point seven million videos out there that probably yeah. teach you easily in any yeah. language, any shape or form. Yeah. It's you could even see it on your phone. Yeah. So there's no, there's no excuse. Don't be scared. 
Yeah. Don't don't be scared. Yeah. Don't be scared to to fail. I, guess. I think that's the biggest question mark during this shutdown is people's food, uh, ha, like food. I don't know. I guess perspective because anybody who was eating out that got taken away. Now, mm-hmm. did they just go full bore? Okay, I'm just going to order out all the time, which prompted a lot of different food prep or food preparation, you know, businesses, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, or did some of those people just? I'm just going to learn how to cook. Fuck it, I'm just going to cook yeah, my own stuff. Probably a mix of that. Yeah, exactly. Say. So that yeah. kind of takes away that now with this new, you know, I think it accelerated is- that process because mm-hmm. I think there was always. There's always been those diners that go out and that, you know, when it's slow, I could go talk to and be like, oh, this is, I never would have thought of that. And mm-hmm. like, or the people that come in and like, hey, can I get that recipe? And I'm like, wow, that's pretty bold. But yeah, I mean, I'll give it to you. Yeah. I, I wouldn't expect a home cook to do it, but yeah, yeah, you can have it. Yeah. But then there's always the other diner who's like, oh my God, this is so good. I can't make this. Yeah. And why not? Yeah. It takes to each time. His own. It takes time. To each his own. Do they want to? But maybe, maybe their valuation of their time mm. and their valuation of learning that or doesn't add up yeah. for them. Yeah. Yeah. I think in the other question that you were talking about with the Facebook was the, uh, you know, kind of the situation. I think, what was it like uh, leftover food or kind of like, Oh yeah. What yeah. kind of food do you what, do? What do I have I think in my fridge to use that? Yes. I think it, that it coincides with building a, right. a understanding of a, a pantry, meaning, and I was telling, uh, you know, I was telling you this earlier, like I built a pantry, a very basic one of the, you know, maripois, potato, chicken. And yeah. then you're the basics. Yeah. I the can basics. Make a bunch of different dishes with that. Exactly. And you yeah. could just work on that for however long until you get fucking bored with it or you mm-hmm. master it. And then you start either adding on to it week yeah. to week or you just keep it. And then you just do other things around that or yeah. change your base. I, I mean, that's the beautiful part. Yeah, because that's what I did in culinary school. You know, my first, you know, months were just sack of potatoes, you know, some yeah. chicken and then some vegetables. Find a whole chicken. Practice your cuts. Yeah. Make your soups. Make your roast chicken. Make your mash. It's like the same shit. But it's food. I, I don't know of how many people. And this is the weird part about food. Everybody has a different. Some people eat different things every day. Some mm-hmm. people Basically, eat the same thing every week. Yeah, I, don't I know mean, how people do that. But some people but routine. That's, that's what's awesome beautiful about them. it. But that's what I'm saying. Sometimes, if you just like something, you just do it. Mm-hmm. For me, I eat at home. I eat a lot of the same stuff only because it's me and my monkey brain trying to either tweak or perfect something until I'm done with it. Yeah, and then I don't touch it for another couple months until I go back on it. It's kind of <laughs> weird. You like forget that. how you do. <laughs> kind of, it's weird like that. Like there's a there's a month where I'll just eat spaghetti pretty much every day and mm-hmm. work on different techniques of how to do it, and then you know different pastas that I would try to fuck with, ravioli, meatball, shit like that. But it's all kind of revolving around the same pantry, mm-hmm. and then I'm mm-hmm. done with it. And then I'm like, ah, on to hamburgers, and then I'm just moving on to hamburgers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and then add in some this and that, and. When it comes to those things in your pantry, I try to, you know, order or try to go shopping more in an organized way where it's like, okay, I have like one month. This will stretch for one month at least. And it it takes time. It's not like you'll figure it out. But you get to a point where you go buy most of the shit one month. Weeklies, you just buy, you know, produce, you know, and then that's it. Totally. And then, but that's my method. Everybody has something different. But if it comes to the case of, you know, wanting to be familiar with what you have in the house, that's how it starts. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to buy, you know, if there's a recipe you like, don't be so committed to every single thing. Like I got a question today. It, it was about a, a dish and they were talking about this dish needed a tablespoon of Pernod. 
And I was like, just leave it out. Someone's gonna buy Perno just for one table for sure. But then people are like, well, what if it doesn't have do? it? It won't be the same. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, just add another tablespoon of wine, like yeah. whatever, or water. It doesn't even matter. You have to put it in there. But it's yeah, crazy yeah. how that is. And I think if any, you know. No, people are people are, are like that. They have to. If a dish calls for one cup of raisin, one cup of, uh, what, what, what would it be, uh, dried apricot. Yep. They will Fuck. buy that oh, pint. Bag. Yes. That whole bag. And yeah. then they'll just be stuck and then they'll be trash and throw them And then they're scared to make that recipe. Mm. Or like, uh, what's another? Another good one is like vinegars. Oh, Recipes yeah. will be specific. Like, <laughs> you need apple cider vinegar for this. And you're like, well, champagne vinegar. Guess I'm buying a whole gallon because yeah. that's how they sell it. And yeah. it's like, dude, just use whatever vinegar you have. Yeah. That's the good thing in cooking. I think less people forget. If you didn't know, cooking is a little more, you have some wiggle room. If anything, mm-hmm. a lot of wiggle room to sub and change out. Sometimes you just can change out something that may not want to be there and you put it in there and it just works out. Mm-hmm. And that's how kind of new shit burdens. But with baking, and all that shit, that's a lot more precise. Yeah. A but cooking, you have wiggle room. It people. is more precise, but there you can still substitute. Oh, you can definitely don't, substitute. Don't be scared to substitute in your baking. But either. you can't be like, oh, this needs like two cups of flour. Mm-hmm. I just got one. That'll be all right. Yeah. I was like, that, that, will, will, not that will not work. <laughs> that will not work. That will not work. But in terms of like, you know, switching yeah. out like nuts for nuts, you know, things yeah. like that equal of value yeah. for sure. But cooking, yeah. remember that, folks. You have wiggle room. Don't be scared to change it because at the end of the day, you're eating it or the people who are eating it don't know what's in it and don't know what it tastes like. Yeah. Well, you so might invent you're fine. a new dish. Exactly. There's tons of dishes out there yeah. that differ by like one ingredient that I remember in culinary school. I was like, that is just that, mm-hmm. but with cilantro. Yes. Instead of mint. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. you know, situations like that. Yeah. I remember that's, I remember thinking that during rice pudding, I was like, making it, we had just made pastry cream the day before and making rice pudding. And I was like, time out. Rice pudding is pastry cream. Boom. Without cornstarch and with <laughs> rice. <laughs> and and, and everyone works. around me, we were all like, holy shit. I know. Write this down. We were like, right. <laughs> write a we don't have to remember anything, dude. We just <laughs> remember this one. But oh, And that's like why that. there uh, are mother sauces. Yes. Yeah. You know? Learn th- those. Th- this plus, that's completely different mm-hmm. than this. You know what home cooks, I would assume, struggle with is sauces. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I think mother sauces is the key. Yeah. Once you learn how to do... Because you could just make mother sauce and just leave, leave it. Leave it sit there, yeah. And then you're like, oh, today I want to be more mm-hmm. Middle Eastern. Let me throw mm-hmm. some paprika in it. Yes, yeah. Because I trust. I know you got paprika at home. If anything, up. for all you pantry people that need to build it, get paprika. I prefer a smoked Hungarian, but paprika, yeah. anything oh, works. Paprika is the bomb, dude. Well, because it's, it's great color, a very subtle flavor... Smoked a little more stronger, but even the regular paprika, great. It just, it's a great thing to have in the pantry. Get it. It's a good flavor booster. Yes. For like nothing. Yeah. And it's not even overpowering. This is like a flavor profile that can be utilized with anything. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Yep. Oh, there you go. See? Cool. Answering the questions too. We solved everyone's cooking. Perfect. There you go. Moving on. All right. Next. Next. Uh, What else were we talking about in our tirade before we started? Oh, I think we were. some good stuff in there. I know, and now I can't remember any of it because we, we were just getting went on a separate yeah. tirade. I know. I don't know. I remember now. We could keep talking about pantry stuff. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think, yeah, building a pantry is something that when you're first starting out, you don't realize, and then you like go talk to your parents and your mom. Usually, your mom. Usually, your mom's. I don't. What? What? And she's like, "You idiot! 
where you never paying attention, mm. always have some pasta, mm. always have some rice, yeah, always have some beans, canned, mm. always have like a canned vegetable, mm-hmm. always have like that jar of sauce. So that's like, okay, yeah, t- is tomato sauce that hard to make? No, but it's Thursday night and tomorrow my boss needs that presentation and I'm starving. So here's noodles and some chicken and red sauce with yeah. whatever cheese. Yeah. Boom. Dinner. Done. Maybe I can go back to my get report. so caught up in like the visuals and the optics of food mm. where there's some kind of pressure to. They have to like take their Instagram picture. They didn't yeah. need it. I mean, which I get. Look, it's mm. great to have those things. Don't get me wrong. But in all honesty, like leave that to the pros. Yeah. Like that's what pro shit do. Or like, or yo, like develop yeah. your skill to where that's not hard. Yes. And, and then and then allow yourself to feel so rewarded yeah. in that. But shit, that's the last element. Garnishing yeah. shit. That's yeah. like that's like after the fact that you know how to develop. That, that's a bitch to do in the profession. That's usually what takes forever for that's, your food to come that's out. That's fucking. That's pantry station. Whatever a, separate fucking, all those parsley leaves yeah. and chiffonade that Chiffonade basil paste, but perfectly. only to order. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> don't yeah. bruise that shit. They better not your knife. Don't bolt that shit. That shit better not and be melted. You better have that crispy, glossy strawberry on deck yeah, ready. See? Those are the li- see. Those are those little things about yeah. the restaurant world that, I mean, I guess I'm jaded. Just over through time, you just figure that's just like par for the course. So yeah, well, I disassociate. Well, that's what it, differentiate. That's what that's where the value is mm-hmm. in going out. Yeah, is that you know instead of just pesto, it's a cilantro or mint pesto. On Do your you lamb. think people notice that when they go? Do you think people appreciate that? That's a good question. I think I think people notice when they read it or they mm. see the Instagram picture. Mm. I think those little garnishes are what catch your eye yeah. and are like, oh, yeah. I've never heard of. Uh, no, I can't think of a single fucking one. Uh, what's something stupid? Crispy shallot. Oh yeah. I wonder what that tastes hot. like. They are good. But you know what you remember from eating that dish is the taste of the whole risotto. Oh, fucking risotto. Yeah. You remember it. You're like, that butternut risotto was fire. Yeah. And someone's like, what? But, oh, I forgot about the shallots. But they draw you in. Yeah. Yeah. See, so it's almost like, okay, as a, as a you know, cook, you're trying to, you know, play that game. You know, you want to have, it's, if you're going that route, you've seen dishes where it's like fucking 13 garnishes and shit the on that The shaved table. fucking salad. That is the most epitome of a garnish. That's just true. 100% garnish dish. Yeah. That could be made so much more fucking easily at home. Yeah. That is a thing. Yeah, I mean, I love all. it. Don't it's great. Wrong. I love that it's shit. It's great. I think that's I, awesome. But I like, do it professionally. Yeah. But also, so it's have, hard to find those ingredients like in a in a normal well, yeah, situation. You don't have watermelon radish at home. No. You have that one that you bulls bought at blood. the farmer's No one market. has bull's blood. Yeah, you don't what? have baby Sorel. No. Because baby you were at the farmer's market, and you're like, the fuck for that little baggie is $5? Fuck that yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. Where the pro cook goes and like, well, I got a catering event for $300 a person next week, and yeah. I need two of those. Yeah. Or I got a way to make five different dishes of this in three yeah. days. And that will just be a garnish on all yeah. of them. Maybe that's a good idea. Maybe, in my opinion, when you get an ingredient, make sure you backstock it with two or three other ingredients from any cuisine. So say if you buy the fucking prunes, right? Mm-hmm. Like dried prunes, all right, cool. This is what I'm using for this, but I also have tucked in two, three more recipes. Oh, in your weekly meal plan? Yeah. Yeah. You got to have options. That's why you got to have dishes that you can execute. There's a lot of dishes you can execute blindfolded, or at least you get to the point where you can do that, but that takes time. Well, that's why you got to learn the technique. Yes, the techniques. Learn the technique, not the recipe. Yes. 
and then your options are limitless. Once you learn how to stew, mm. you don't need to make that same stew every time. Maybe this week you forgot to buy beef broth mm-hmm. and all you have is tomato. Mm-hmm. Well, guess we're having a stew with tomato, but I know I know the process. Mm-hmm. That's why it's always good to have bouillon on base. <sighs> It's always good to, if you are the people that buy rotisserie chickens, and I'm pretty sure oh, that's that. 80% of people in the entire United yeah, States. because Costco makes a million of those Dude, things. those carcasses, just uh, throw them in some water, throw it in the Instapot or a pot, and throw some you know ends of vegetables and just throw that bitch in there. And then now you have a soup base, and now mm. you could just do all types of And you throw some soups. beans in it the next day. Boom. Some With kale, some, some sausage. From the rotisserie chicken. You good to go. Little kale. Boom. Chapow. Yeah. Tuscan kale soup. There yeah, you go. You can Instagram that. If not, you have something to eat that is is from scratch as i yeah. always tell everybody it's like well what's the healthy what's this just from as long as scratch. it's long as there's no that much processing that's it yeah. and it doesn't have to be 100 percent. at least 50 percent of the meal is not processed you're winning yeah but those are certain principles to kind of yeah the processed food makes dinner easier but it makes it easier because it's got more shit preservatives and yeah plastic as yeah. I, always, I don't know if it's plastic or not i just call it plastic the shit's crazy whenever you read the back of those things i'm like this looks like a like, fucked up alphabet <laughs> carrot monosulfite glyceride trinitoglide i've never heard where you where does trinitoglide grow at? it doesn't fucking grow no, it doesn't. it's two yeah. chemicals it's all for preserving together. yeah, yeah. But see, that's what's weird about how people buy. This is probably one of the more craziest conversations to have just because every single person does this shit differently. Yeah. And yeah. no one asks and nobody talks about it, but people are looking to do it. But this is not only in food, obviously. This is about most things in life. But when it comes to food, that is one of those things that people don't share. You know well, what It's I mean? like they're embarrassed that they don't. People, I think people get embarrassed that they can't cook at home. And it's really not your fault that you can't cook at home, yeah. but it is your fault that you continue to not be able to cook at home. Do it willingly. Because everybody kind of falls into a certain way of living, I would assume, where yeah. I don't have time. Because I need to I, watch my Netflix episode yeah. tonight. And like you can put that shit on a laptop or put it in a tablet yeah. and just put it in the kitchen. Put it on top of your fridge on your phone. Exactly. Put your you, AirPods in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I wouldn't cook with my AirPods in. I wouldn't either. Hear something going off in my face, burning. Yeah, like, oh, come shit. on, man! What the fuck <laughs> you doing? Burnt all those pine yeah. nuts. But, There's uh, got to be a way to do it if you're willing to. For anybody out there who's doing, I don't know how many people are actually willing to embark on that. But I would assume after this whole thing, like I say, there has to be some level of people that want to just like fucking, yeah. you know, go do some new shit. I'm trying to think of what we were talking about. Before I know, this. me too. That whole time, motherfucker, and it was so good. I think I we were talking like we about really brands and uh, optics. Optics of food. We oh, we're talking about James Beard. We're talking shit about James oh, Beard. Yeah, talking we about shit about Michelin. Talking shit about them, though. I mean, don't get me wrong. The people that win those awards have worked extremely hard. And you we're know, not denoting the thing. We're just talking about I'm the culture. Like, why of it. is it so important? Yeah. Why has it? But why do has it people care? So, do people and how care? Much do people care? Do people care that it's James Beard? I mean, that'll be my next Facebook question of the week. I'll have to. Do you care that someone won that? Yeah. Or are you just happy for them and it doesn't I would say this. Ask the James Beard question. Is it important that your chef is a James Beard nominee or winner? And then ask, um, is it important that the places you seek out to eat out in have a Michelin rating, a Zagat rating, a Yelp rating, or a local newspaper rating? that's going to be the better question. How what See, matters more matters. to you? If do they a have poll. a good Yelp trip slash trip advisor mm-hmm. or do they have and or do they have uh any national awards? Yeah. 
if what, that even which, matters. Which pays attention. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I know some local... restaurants like to put that up and some restaurants don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? A yeah. lot of the places I like, I mean, those places have like a yellow card in front of their place. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> and you know what? If I won one of those words, you best believe it would be on the window. But yeah. At the same time, that's the only, it'd be a sticker on the window and that'd be about it. Mm. I'd be hyped. Yeah. I'd be hyped for my whole team. Yeah. But uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care. As that's much what I always think for. It's like, what is one striving business. for? What is one need? But this is, this is where I don't even understand where the conversation is because the clientele and how people eat out, I have no fucking idea. Like, I know how I eat out. I don't really pay attention to what people and why people are doing it. But I could only assume, and based on our conversations throughout the last, you know, couple months of doing this, it's a crapshoot. It's just fascinating. I I, it's fascinating. That's the hardest part. But it's fascinating. <laughs> it's just a crapshoot. It's fascinating because everybody yeah. can, I think. I'm trying to figure out the formula. Everybody should be able to talk about more. food. You know what I mean? I think we yeah. should be able to find out what people really want to eat out there because even dude i could say that's what i want to see in restaurants i will rarely go out to restaurants like a lot of times i'll go out to restaurants when i'm on the road obviously and Mm -hmm. i'm searching uh either you know a specific uh experience you know what i'm saying yeah that's what you like to you like to be like oh man i heard about like when you went to texas yep like you looked up all these places and like, all right, I didn't have to look it up. I just knew I was going to eat somewhere. And luckily I have people that places. knew shit and they told me where to go. Yeah. See, that's where I like to do it. When it comes to home, I mean, I work hand in hand with a lot of restaurants. I've had my fair share of eating restaurants to varying degrees, whether it's, you know, bar food, come by, eating, say what's up, eating in front of somebody. Few and far between. But, um, I mean, for me... I would almost recommend people to just get to know the person who's cooking your food or the staff itself yeah. will clearly be a reflection. Well, and you'll have such a better time. Every yeah. time you go in there, you're going to feel like you're part. And you will. Mm-hmm. You won't just feel like you're part. You may feel like that. But to the people that work there, if you come in consistently, you will be part of their family mm-hmm. because they're at work all the time. Yeah. And you'll be like part of it. And they're going to be stoked to see you. Yeah. And your dining experience is going to go up. Like you can't. I, I don't even know how to explain to people. Mm-hmm. Dude, I was watching this fucking out. show. Uh, it was a movie. You know the guys that did Super Troopers? I mean, I've seen the Broken movie. Broken Lizard? Yeah. Okay, uh, they did a restaurant movie called, I want to say Slammin' Salmon, but I don't think that's what it's called. That's what the restaurant was called. It's interesting because it's like waiting. It's kind of just yeah. like their whole kind of how they you know, talk about yeah. the industry. But it, it's food. And it's mm. it's in regards to people, it's the it's the most interesting dynamic because you don't you can't really figure out what people want because they had this funny ass uh, customer in there. Then he was just like, um, "Oh, this this tuna is not it's not uh, cooked enough." Yeah. Oh well, I wanted it rare. They're like, "It is rare, sir." Well, I mean, it's it's too raw. And then he the dude cooked it, brought it back, still too raw. And then he was like, "I'm just gonna throw in the deep fryer," and then brought it out. And he's like. What the fuck is this? You expect me to eat this? And then it was like, how about you eat this? Oh, okay. <laughs> and then he's like, yo, walks back. I'm like, okay, that's, I mean, that's an extreme example. Yeah. yeah. But clearly, that is something. Yeah. Because yeah. when people come in, their idea, and I think this could be an American thing, they're entitled to, you know, whatever it is they want. Because when they go, yeah. I am giving my herd of money. See it as like, you're a service yes. to me. You that's why the whole, you know, red ink thing like no, I want steak but I want this side with this sauce yeah. and this and that. It's like at what point do you as a business say, "Nah." Cuz that's always Quickly. a tough thing. That's I there if, you it, go. if it's something that I is easy in the setup that I have, sure, I'll do it. Mm. 
But uh, if we're, and I've told people this, I'm like, if you come in here when we're full on a Friday night and ask for this, I'm going to tell you no. Yeah. And their eyes always get really big. Yeah. But, you know, it, and it's nice to be able to tell that person ahead of time that I'm going to say no. Yeah. But, and that I had the time to be like, this is why, because I can do it when it's slow because I'm not doing anything else. Yeah. But if you come in here Saturday night when the whole restaurant full and you want something off the menu, I'm going to tell you no. Yeah. Because I don't have that stuff all grouped together and I don't have the mental bandwidth to handle that mm. request. Yeah. I Why do you think all the time. that happens? Like the ROs and the special requests and shit? Like, Well, uh, I think that's a multitude of reasons. One is um, people's diet mm-hmm. and allergies and what they recently read is better for them. Uh, mm-hmm. I think... A long time ago, now restaurants were more like, sure, yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Anything for business. Yep, 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 yep. yep, we'll do it. And that's um, slowly started to change because people are trying to be more intricate. Uh, But what comes with being more specialized is that you're more specialized and Mm. you can't just do anything. Yeah. You know? Uh, And, you know, I tell people all the time, if, if you want something special, call ahead. Mm-hmm. The restaurant will always work with you. I promise. Yeah. But you have to partake in the conversation. You can't just come in and demand. If you if you know you're going somewhere and you're hesitant, call. Call that's, that's a good ahead. Point. Call. call ahead. Because I promise you're going to get someone who's maybe in a rush that day, but they would much rather answer your 50 million questions about the menu before they open that night. Mm-hmm. Then when that server has just been triple sat and you want them to explain in the whole menu and they're like, I fucking hate you. I I don't care about you anymore. I just want you out of the seat and I don't care if you give me no tip because I'm going to give you no effort. See, that's such a tough dynamic. But you have to, but you, you have to partake. Yeah. If you want your dining experience to be good, part of it's on you. True. Take responsibility. Yeah. Ownership. What do you feel about like um what's that called? What's the more recent one? Um no fucking what is it? Why is this the new food restriction? No, no, like, like the food preferences like uh no wheat not no, is it wheat? No gluten? Sp- no gluten. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I can't believe. Uh you know, I think initially uh a couple years ago when I was deaf I mentally much younger than I am now. Uh, I was pissed off by it because mm-hmm. I was just like, bro, we survived on fucking bread. As, yeah. a, as a human race <laughs> species, bread sustained yes. us Life. for hundreds of yeah. years. There's yeah. no goddamn way someone's allergic to gluten. Yeah, this yeah. is such bullshit. And then, you know, you grow up and you find out, yes, people are 100% allergic to gluten. Mm-hmm. Yes, some people who have a slight gluten allergy don't care. They want it. Yes. And you just say, okay, that's fine. Yeah. And you know, um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm fine with it now. Mm-hmm. I'm, pr- I'm pretty much fine with whatever people request. I, I believe just with myself to be super honest with me. And so if I can't do something, I'm going to tell you. And it's because I 100% can't do it. Mm-hmm. If I feel like I can do it, I will do everything I can because I want you to have a good experience. Yeah. But if I tell you no, it's because I, I can't do it. Yeah. Not because you asked me in a different way. Am I going to be able just, to at that time? You just, I'm, I'm just like, sorry. It. Like today, you know, the guy fucked up and like mm. breaded all the arancini 
on this cutting board Sorry, and then yo. instead of changing it out yeah. like an asshole cut all the chicken so yeah. all my chicken today is contaminated I'm sorry, this I can't go yeah. in the past. Yeah. I don't have chicken coming in again till tomorrow. Yeah. So if you want gluten-free, it's salmon or whatever else I got. Mm, yeah. You know? What um, about like any vegetarian or, or vegan request or anything like that? I, I, I just don't get upset by it anymore mm-hmm. because, like I was saying, I, I know it's possible, you know, and I try to be as educational as I can to the customer. If I say no, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sorry, we can't do that because, uh, you know, today the spinach, you know, I didn't bring in spinach because based on my projections, I had enough, uh, this one dish went wild today. I, I don't have it. I don't have it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm doing my best. You know, I try to convey that, look, I'm doing my best for you Mm -hmm. and I'm sorry that this happened. Not good enough. (laughs) <laughs> and if that's not good enough for you, then that's too bad. I don't know, man. I I'm think all we're feel, doing is just bad. talking about it's so crazy. And every time we talk about it, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, it's just people and food. And I don't know yeah. what dictates what. I don't know if it's by choice or if it's because the trends, like, you know, when we talk food trends or if we talk about, like, you know, things that are generally like, oh, this is kind of like a thing. It's like, yeah, how the fuck did that become a thing to begin with? Well, you know, if it's you know a thing I mean? to you, the onus is on you. Yeah. Like like just said five minutes ago, mm. if you know you're vegan and all your friends want to go to the steak place Make and they the, have their they have yeah. their one vegan option, it's on you yeah. to call like in reality ahead. you should call like five days ahead. Ahead. Depending on the restaurant. That's like, a good benchmark I'm, right there. I'm, so they are because aware, like yeah. sometimes based on the prep schedule, maybe that's the night that they run it tight because they know Especially if you're will if you're Thursday planning to drop is fifty our to hundred whatever distributor yes. and we get our that specific distributor comes in that day mm-hmm. we only get that one thing from them and yeah call ahead yes. give the restaurant a chance if you're spending you. 50 to a hundo five days in advance is definitely appropriate yeah. if not even more if yeah. you plan that rest. and if 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 you're hanging out with your friends that night and mm-hmm. you know you know you're gluten-free yeah. and you're going somewhere the onus is on you maybe you should take one minute of your day and Yelp search gluten-free options near this concert yeah. place. Yeah. So that when everyone's like, where should we go? You can be like, I think we should try this place. Yeah. Yeah. You to know, at least put your two cents in. Yeah. yeah that's such a different The onus thing. is on you. Yeah. Cause look the restaurant, I promise the restaurant wants yeah. your money. And so they want to help you. Yeah. I just want to help you. I just want to feed you mm-hmm. cause I enjoy it. Yeah. So if people call me ahead of time, I've, I've made special dishes for people because mm-hmm. they gave me two days notice. Hey, I'm coming in. I'm gluten allergy, but my wife wants to come in so bad. So we're coming. I hate risotto. I looked at your other option. I don't like it. Can we do something? And I'm like, yeah, I'll we'll bring in something that. just for you. Make yourself known. I'll surprise you. Jeez. Damn, that's hella nice of you. Well, it was nice of them to call. That's a good point. Good point. You show me respect, I'm going to give it right back to you. That's a good you point. You want to come in that night and tell me, well, doesn't every Italian restaurant have this? I'm like, uh, everyone's their own goddamn business. <laughs> so true. you can yeah. walk your happy ass I just happen to be Italian, go, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> your happy ass can go there then. Because guess what? I'm busy. So leave that's, me the fuck alone. That's the thing, too. I think being uh, like that, I don't know if the industry... I mean, yeah. it's it's The customer is not always right. No. I hate that saying. Yeah. I don't know why not, that became a thing. It did become a thing. But I'm telling you, I don't believe in it. I don't believe in it. So either. you come to me, 
You're not always right. Like if chefs, because if you were cook, always right, yes. you'd be cooking for yourself at Thank home. Thank you. Yes, exactly. If you knew everything and you are the one in yeah. all being of the answers, then what the fuck am I doing here? And yeah. shit, and if what? I'm getting it from one side and then I'm getting it from the customers, <laughs> yeah. why the fuck am I even doing this job? What? <laughs> I don't know that restaurant that you went to in Michigan no. when you were on vacation. Oh, I don't know best. what they made. That's the best one. I don't right. know those people. I've oh, never heard it. Of- it's called this. You don't okay. have this? I don't care. Well, when I used to do sushi, people used to do that ju- shit all You just the time. rolled up on me, and I don't know that person. Yeah, but that's people. So yeah, now back people. to people. People. You a get, lot of people are just dumb. You got to take what it is. on yourself. That's what it is. But most people are stupid, including myself. Mm-hmm. I throw myself in that eighty percent of dumbness. Yeah. I don't know what level of dumb I am, but we're all pretty dumb. And on top of that, we don't care. So yeah. when we talk about these concepts and ideas. We're almost speaking to maybe a 2% of the population. Yeah, well, and I don't want to be dismissive, but it, like I said, I'm honest with myself, I'm fair with myself, yeah. and I will not take being treated unfairly. True. But you, you stand know, on that, which is good. Yeah, because what's, what's up for me? Mm-hmm. You know, you ordered whatever in Louisiana, Cajun, yeah. I don't know what's some Cajun ass dish. Cajun Captain Special. Yeah. You know? Hopping like, John I, rice what's salad. That, what's that Cajun oh boy. Captain pasta? Exactly. And I'm like, I don't know. What's Zabayon? <laughs> you tell me that and I'll tell you the other one. How about that? <laughs> we can play this game all night because uh, guess I what? I know more about this than you do. So let's go. Our restaurant's open now. As in to sit in? Yes. Uh, well, legally no uh legally according to who legally according to the uh i don't know what it's the ordinance of county of sacramento okay the county of sacramento you cannot have people inside okay you can have people outside and Uh, who is doling out these punishments well apparently nobody so de facto you can do whatever you want and so that's what I've seen normal. people doing. <laughs> well, back to normal-ish, because, you know, really uh, what I've seen, the true enforcers are the general public because they cancel restaurants. and So we're you know, almost bordering I, I, on a year not, of this, and we're still shut down. Yeah, I'm not taking the chance of being canceled, nor do I... That's the world we live in, man. That's crazy. Drives me crazy. Yeah. You know? This know is if, crazy. I don't know if we have the time because I was just emailing someone today and I was just like, it's so crazy that you can go into Safeway where no one makes sure that you're six feet apart. No one sanitizes anything in between you. I saw but people touch sit, different produce yeah. and then move on. Like, hey. But you can't go into a restaurant yes. where your silverware was sanitized, sanitized in wrapped heat. in something. Yep. No one touched it who mm-hmm. doesn't work there Still can't go with clean hands and with gloves on mm-hmm. until you. You got chefs wearing masks. More dangerous. With recycled air Ugh. that go it's in a big ass fan. But it's filtered. Filtered. That's the thing. Yes. It, and the restaurant space is smaller, so that air is moving through that filter more often. It Way doesn't often. it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Not the most frustrating part is it it it's like and I I, I remember um the podcast I was listening to, the guy brought at this point and i was like on my bike and i just started screaming i'm sure the people <laughs> of, this was of, <laughs> of land park were just like god damn it who's this crazy person but i just i remember there was a time when you could have people outside but it was not allowed for them to come in and use the bathroom because they came inside and it's like and what fucking planet 
Are we allowed to have <laughs> let people sit outside for two hours or whatever, how long a dining experience takes, yes, and they and can't come the in and use the goddamn bathroom? That's cleaner than the average... The restaurant bathroom, most restaurant bathrooms are cleaner than anything you've ever been around. Yes. Be, especially now. Because it's like sanitized. There's so yeah. much fucking bleach in that thing. You could probably have a compromised immune system and be Just fine. walking in there. <laughs> yes. You could heal from... Uh, yeah. You could heal from COVID if you it's go a, in there. It's probably about another 10-minute clean away from being a clean room for surgery. That's truth. Yeah. In, a, in, a, in a decent... And why restaurant. do restaurants get that rap? Out of anybody... I don't know. You could go to fucking Kohl's right now. You go shopping. You go to Walmart. You go to Costco all day long. Yeah. No line. There's no one in, one out. Like, go in there. And and they're counting how many people are in the store. Please. They ain't counting shit. Please. What is going on? But see, here's the thing. No one steps up. This just continues to go on. Yeah. Well, that's where the restaurants need the general public's help. See, but I'm thinking, okay, restaurants and general public. But shit, you're asking a whole bunch of people to do what? You know, are we asking people to just, A, Go into places and just start eating? Or are we asking restaurants, hey, restaurants, just be open and be careful? Which one are we doing? Because I think I, that's the only way we're going to go forward. I would to. like to see the general public go to their elected officials and start demanding, we want this. Because How many people I, do you think that live in our area know who the public official is uh, to zero. go to? <laughs> exactly. That's but what I'm know, saying. That's what, that's what I, I'm saying that we need. You have more power than you think and your time is valuable so if you go into that person and start pestering them i want restaurants to be open with guidelines you know you don't have to go one way or all the other at what point does one person don't cancel people but at one point at what point does a person ever go to their state officials county officials for anything never so then they won't go i know so then what is the next plan because think about it before this whole thing no one gave a fuck Oh, you want me to give you like a realistic plan? Yeah, give me a realistic plan. We speak real here. I think if you see a restaurant that's open with people inside before you just write them off as an asshole, you should, whatever your level of comfort is, maybe it's call and say, hey, I saw you had people inside. Are you like, because to me, when I see a restaurant right now with people inside, I've, I've been guilty of this. I'm like, fuck you, one, mm-hmm. because I'm suffering yeah. and I'm following all the rules. Yep. And my second thought is I have no faith in you. In I have, the I restaurant have no or faith the in customer? your cleaning ability. Because, oh, off of that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm like, if you're going to break that rule outright, what other rule are you not following? Good point. That's my instant thought. But let's be, yeah, but okay. you know, but I'm, then, I'm, yes. that's probably unfair because but it's your they're real probably, they've probably made that decision because they need to survive. And True. maybe they are following everything and I haven't followed up. That's True. on me. Yeah. It's just a snap so, instinct. It's just snap judgment. Yeah. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. But, you know, recognize that and going forward, be like, you know, because there, there is a place I went to recently that I happen to know is letting people sit outside. I still sit outside mm-hmm. and I continue to go to this place because I've seen that they, they clean. Things. And yeah. so I'm like, I'm okay with it. But see, here's the thing, though, and Before, they're not—they're not egregious with the inside thing either. True, very subtle, very small, yeah. very spaced. I get it. Yeah. Before this, health department was that. Uh, I think ABC is the one. Well, I mean, to be but in down. a world before this, when health department, uh, which would make the most sense for the people to be in charge, they would go into places and oh, check your it. shit. <laughs> they would be like, "Oh, these motherfuckers got you know roach problem. They got this. They got that." So you figure their guidelines are along the lines of what now restaurants are already following. Revved up. Dude. There you go. You, got, you unlocked fucking cylinders go then. five and six. Okay, so the health department. Uh, 
love hate them for sure I, right now i have a really good health inspector and it's super awesome to be able to call this person whenever and ask a quick question mm-hmm. as they should be they should feel, be available for no service judgment. well i pay them we pay their fucking salaries yeah yes, i don't truth. know if people know this yeah, the restaurants know that. pay an extra fee to be inspected insane and you know and on top of that your tax dollars go to these people getting them, paid yeah. anyways um uh, but uh the health department already has guidelines for an outbreak so why aren't they the ones why aren't we just open with some restrictions and just add corona to the because they do it for uh foodborne illnesses thank you already everything so why not just add one more check mark to check you know why is that not the why, case why isn't when you call it hey i got corona i was at restaurant a mm-hmm. b x and d yep. in the last saying. two weeks shellfish and then, tags and it's like, they got a okay. whole protocol they, what are you doing that's here? what I'm saying. The protocol so is built into the health department already. Why the fuck already. isn't health department? Why is up the in ABC shit? doing this? And why isn't the health department that has it? It's already there. What's it's, up? They they could do it tomorrow. They have all the systems, but they're just not. Why not? Why aren't they being made to do it? That's a good question. We need to get a health inspector on this. Podcast. And then uh, my other problem with the health department is forever. I had this inspector where I thought I was like the dirtiest fucking restaurant around. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe I was like barely passing. And you've been in to eat. Yeah. It's clean. Clean as fuck. It's clean in there. Yeah. And I was like doubting myself every day. I was like, I'm the worst operator. I don't Why can't my I thing do? is this. And Those- all my drivers are like this is the cleanest restaurant I walk into every day. But and I was like, dude, they're... so how am I barely passing in these other places that I'm hearing have roaches running on the ground still open? That's my thing. So that's even goes to the point of it's like no consistency, but here's a, those are humans. I, yeah. Motherfucker. What if they're well, just so I hate everyone equally? Okay. But that's, that's As what I'm, I'm saying. It's, 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 it's prone to fallacy, obviously. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they, they roll in, they might have preconceived notions. They might just look at your building like this shit's old. I did research on the building. So therefore I perceive that this is old. I mean, who yeah, knows what the fuck sure. they're thinking, but they're in a and position past experience. You know, I know old buildings have a problem. With thank this. you. They're in so, a, they're it. They could fucking do anything. I mean, yeah. and just because they're, well, they're a state the judge official, and exactly. That's what's stupid there's because no, there's no other part. There's and no on top challenging of that, them. We get hella scrutinized here in California more than any other state, oh, more than yeah. New York. You're talking about, we, they still got hot dog carts in New York outside. Like oh, out I here, you barely carts. could do that shit here. It's like impossible. So that's what I'm saying. So we're being more scrutinized, but knowing that every restaurant is still taking it in the ass right now, as we speak, because yeah, yeah. you're talking about like a health department. You made a good point. Health department should be here. Protocols are set. Yeah, Foodborne illnesses arise. They got phone calls galore. I've been part of restaurants and I've be- seen scenarios where this plays out. Shellfish yeah. uh, allergies. I've seen uh, E. coli break. And in real time, they have the process laid out for anything of that nature. Now, don't get me wrong. Yes, this is something, quote unquote, never seen before. Cool. Regardless, you're looking at the idea of when it comes to cleanliness and some weird protocol of trying to figure out like the chain of command, the, the, the supply of food chain. It's no different than what the health department is doing. So why the fuck are health department not even really around? And then now the ABC is in charge of it. Plus restaurants are confused no and people are confused. ABC Thank you. Well, it's, it's the, it makes no sense in, except for it makes 100% sense in that the government is like the most inefficient tool. Yes. And, you know, I, I agree that we need a government for some things, but the government has to be run in a way that is like a business. But that's why I don't of, think we should go to government now. Yeah. There's no point to because well, we never been to. You just fucking open and well, then, you, then you get canceled. But by so who? You, by people. By, by the general public. And then that's it. You're but done. See, that's, that's the question. So now it comes to a culture question. Who's in charge of this canceling culture shit? 
I don't know who's in charge of it. Let's see, that's the question. So that's why you go out on person. a limb and you just take the brunt of it and you be the pioneers to just fucking move forward. Because at the end of the day, there's going to be, I'm assuming, a lot of restaurants are going to have to change their way of business, if not be out of business. Whether it's in now or it's going to be later on down the road. But whatever this is... I'm going to assume did something to quite a bit of restaurants and and not necessarily the bigger restaurants. Obviously it's going to be smaller restaurants. And I think it's unfortunate. The thing that sucks even more so is like they feel helpless because one restaurants are looking to state officials to help them. And then people are looking to state officials to help them. But if we know anything about government, the motherfuckers don't do shit. And on top of that, they had nothing to do. They had nothing to do with the industry to begin with. Yeah. So except for health department. And even then health department is always scrutinized. Like I'm like, yeah, whatever. I mean, they just do their job. It's always a thing, but how credible are they? And on top of that, like I said, back in the days, I'd be eating at yellow card places all the time. Like I've seen some of the craziest shit all the time. And I'm like, yo, we're good. So, as we continue to wait this out, that's what is interesting to me. Because you bring up a lot of valid points. And we're sitting here at a standstill like, okay, well, it's people. But we're also asking people like, okay, is everybody just going to all of a sudden well, be smart like and come 22. up? Yeah. It's like, sure, everyone's down to be open as long as everyone's down to be open. See, but every every restaurant's kind of taking it differently because everybody's kind of like, well, I don't know, no I don't know. wants to be first. And that's what's weird. It's like, yeah. what happened to these trailblazing restaurants that just fucking open up uh, with $5 in their pocket and then end up creating a business like that mentality and that kind of like, I don't give a fuck mentality needs to, in my opinion, step up from these restaurants and be like, take the brunt of it. If they're going to get canceled, fucking cancel me. But the reasoning's out there. I mean, what are people going to say? Oh, you're trying to kill people. Hey, excuse me. When did, um, when was it the what report that came out? That that's said what I'm restaurants saying. Are responsible? When were restaurants, how many deaths happened in restaurants? How many, how you many know? are traced back to restaurants? None. You that's know what weird. they're all traced back to? Home parties. Oh, convalescent homes? I, that's weird. They're still open. Matter of fact, they're opening all over the place, but yet nobody's talking about most deaths happen in convalescent yeah. homes. Most deaths happen. Yeah. Like, so maybe you've convinced me to just say fuck it and go for it, but you know what I'm saying? Yet. I mean, I'm just, I'm not telling you, but I'm just yeah. saying in Maybe general, me because need there be needs to be somebody because somebody, my thing is this, I take the wrestling approach. If you were canceled or if anybody gives you type of energy, whether you're doing, if you're the, if you're the pioneer, you're the fucking asshole that opens up and like, fuck it, I'm opening no mask. Come in, enjoy your fucking meal. Stay safe. Wash your hands. If he's an asshole, people can be like, boo, I hate that motherfucker. But you know who else is going to be doing that? The motherfuckers that like, thank you for fucking opening. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you'll have, good you'll have or bad, sides. if you're drawing emotion out of people, you're going to get notoriety. And at the end of the day, that shit will be remembered, in my opinion. Because mm-hmm. they're going to be like, yeah, remember when we had that fucking fake ass fucking bullshit that happened? And yeah. that's these are the restaurants that stepped out and, and took a risk. Just like yeah. opening a restaurant's a risk. Well, yeah, that's true. Every you know business is you're betting on your on your wrist exactly and you're now leaving it up to authorities and people and this it's like fuck that you know what i'm a fuck i'm a risk taker regardless so i'm just gonna fucking open like to me i've met some restaurateurs that have not even closed this entire time and and for good reason one of them specifically was like i was on the verge of closing already because the business wasn't well so what's the point of so if i close i'm I'm done for sure so i'm just gonna stay open and sure enough I, I don't know the numbers per se, but I know that it's not failing. Well, they're still there. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so I'm like, there. and that's just one well, example. They had nothing to lose. Exactly. Yeah. See, and if I get if restaurants, I don't want to lose my rep and this and that. You're missing the point here because to be canceled, like, are you scared of what's going to be on on social media? You're canceled. What people are going to never speak your name? People are never going to eat your food. 
the minute that people give you that energy, in my opinion, there is going to be the opposite energy coming to support you, in my opinion, because right now people are just kind of at a standstill. If everybody's looking at authorities to do some shit, that's the wrong look, I think, because we all know the DMV sucks. And if the DMV sucks and that's government run, sure enough, anybody that's working in there, that's how the shit's working. Yeah. I mean, I'm slowly kind of more moving that way. I think a few months ago, I was still very much like, no, it's way too dangerous. But as I've like educated myself more, I have been like, oh, well, there has not and probably will continue to not be any report that can say restaurants are spreading anything. No. And I think today I'm very much of the belief if if you kept it respectable inside and you know had people wearing their mask when they come in and had them spaced out i don't think you would cause any more harm Mm-mm. no i really don't people just trying to eat food yeah i don't i don't see i i haven't i haven't seen any information to tell me that it's more dangerous to have people sitting down inside spaced out than going to the store. And that's a problem. And as long no as going to the it. store is going to be of it. You know, if tomorrow they were like, one Safeway, one you can't be open mm-hmm. unless you have 10 people mm-hmm. and, they all, and they all have their own shopper with mm-hmm. them making sure they're spaced out, mm-hmm. bleaching it. Then I'd be like, oh, this is a serious issue. Yeah. Restaurants should definitely not have people inside because mm-hmm. we don't have the staff to have one-on-one. Nope. But that's not the case. The no. case is these other, uh, I don't know, industry, I guess grocery store and restaurant is the same food industry, but these other sub parts of this industry are allowed to kind of do whatever mm-hmm. be normal yeah. while other parts are being super regulated, but it seems so arbitrary, extremely regulated. Yeah. We're talking about, it, you can't even eat outside. You can eat outside. Well, I mean, before there before, was a stretch of time. Yeah. And it, and I haven't seen any real, uh, information to back it up. No. Other than it just sounds like a good idea. But because that's there's a lot of places of small business like that, and I think attacking those. If I had to be, you know, devil's advocate, yes, let's get those because they won't fight. So okay, if every restaurant kind of shows that this is a dangerous thing, then it's dangerous. That's my yeah, opinion. Yeah, if, if a report came out tomorrow and mm-hmm. said ninety percent of COVID transmission has happened in restaurants, I'd be like, lock For us sure. down. But none of that ever but happened. That hasn't but happened. how about this? No reports. Let's lock them down first. Yeah. It does, that's that's where I've kind of come around and I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Uh, I'm not saying COVID's not real. I'm not saying it's not going to spread and that if restaurants were open, I, I'm i pretty sure the number would go up slightly, but I think it would. Well, are we talking about infected? Because we're I not th- talking I deaths. Think, I don't think deaths. I think, well, I, I guess. That get it. I think just the transmission is the number I look at more because with more transition, transmission, there is going to be more deaths as a fact. But of course. But, you know, you can't control from one individual to another who how affected you're going to be. But uh, it just, it doesn't... It doesn't match up. To me, up. You, you can't treat one thing that's almost the same less harsh and be some come after something that's more safe and treat that more harsh. There's, there seems to be no justification Truth, for it. Because other grocery than stores someone are said not so like at some that. time. Grocery stores are not as meticulous as restaurants. No way. They, well, they can't be. They can't. They can't make money. They have do teenagers doing sweeps. Yeah. Like I think they stopped sanitizing the carts at this point. I remember seeing it for a little yeah. bit. I don't think they do it no more. I think the Safeway by me is still sanitizing. But oh, they that, have to sanitize all the time. But that's that my Safeway neighborhood. Is horrible. <laughs> my, my neighborhood is that's super, accessible. you know, like scared. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, you can't treat 
to people differently. I agree. They, are, the they should scenario. be able to have the equal opportunity to function yeah. in business. If, okay, they got to have masks. All right, cool. Anything else that they need restrictions on grocery? No. Restaurants, you're good to go. Okay. Yeah. Now, how we count transmissions? I mean, that's the weird part. I got it from the restaurant. How do you know? Yeah. How would you know? You know, you caught it at some point within the last two weeks. Thank so you. So you need to list off everywhere you've been to the government but in the see, last two places why is that even and let th- the government follow their procedure that already in place but see that tell me that doesn't sound crazy you have to report to the government where you've uh, been for the last two weeks just well, to see if I'm you not transmitted that far. the procedure i'm not that far it, it, it if because you know the health department does more than just restaurants they do public pools mm-hmm. and i think they have something to do with parks too but like you know because they're trying to trace it they're trying to trace where it came from yeah so that you know maybe if Prevent future I, ones. I, as That's what it is. Person yeah. ten in in their checklist. I was there, and I'm still gonna. And I haven't called them. They can get a hold of me and be like, "Hey, two people, both were at this place on this day. Yeah. We, you know, uh, we traced you with your phone. Which, let's be honest, they already do. Or That's they could just saying. they could put it on the news. Yes, if you were at uh, whatever park on January sixth. You should go get a test because five people have now called and said that they have positive and they were there. Why do we have the contact trace? Well, you had the contact trace just as um, a, a, I don't want to say a layer of prevention, but a layer of detection. Um, so we're preventing people from getting it. Yeah, because with the more people, if you know, that's the most dangerous thing with viruses and bacteria is that you you don't know that you have it for a few days Mm -hmm. and the sooner that you can be cut out and and separated from the general population, the fewer people you infect Mm -hmm. because infections grow exponentially. So instead of, you know, you found out on day five of the week and on that, whatever weekend you were supposed to be going to your grandma's or you were supposed to go see your brother Mm -hmm. or your friend who you can then be, you can take yourself out and be like, Oh, I can't come see you. And that I reduces some, anyone uh, else. This like, or infection. I, I'm probably infected. I can't come see you. But how come we never did this with anything else before then? Like flu. Well, this one this one is so much more contagious than the flu. I mean, I've, I've heard this argument about the flu and why don't we do it? Okay, because the Even flu, if it was more contagious. The even flu then, is more manageable. But you're talking about covering healthy people. Like healthy people, you uh-huh. have to wear a mask. First time ever in human history. Yeah, but that's what's weird to me. And everybody just complies is even crazier. Willingly. Not everybody. No, not everybody. Uh, I'm down to comply because I don't want to get other people sick. To be honest, I don't care. I understand. I don't care if I catch it. But, you know, you have to wear a mask because you don't know. True. Unless you just had a test. And that's the thing about the test, too. Unless you had one that can tell you within that moment. But there's not one out there. You don't know. Well, there, there is one. But you got to have a billion dollars to have it. They right. use it in the NBA and of NFL. Course they the, do. the few oh, hours. Of course they do. They have a few hours it can come back. By design. Of course they do. Well, yeah. I mean, there's whatever much money you got, things go faster. But that's, that's what I'm expedited saying. expedited shipping. To me, they are fucking with people's minds at this point. Because, like I said, you brought up a lot of logical points, especially for the restaurant business. And this isn't some hypothetical, like maybe restaurants. No, restaurants are not operating at full capacity no. or not capacity. And that's a real thing. And the fact that you in your mind already made some logical points and still forced to kind of like, Hey, you know, it is kind of tough. 
shit, that means a lot of people, the people that are wanting to be in the, you know, questioning of kind of this thing are like that too. And there's no definitive answer. So it's like, okay, at the end of the day, what the fuck are we doing? Because here's my thing with the whole situation. And you probably want to wrap it up because this shit could go really intense. Mm -hmm. But when I hear people have it, right? Especially, and I'll I'll, I'll pinpoint like uh, sports, you know, since you brought it up. When some player gets it, yeah. What do what do people think? What oh, how long is he going to be out for? Oh, well, yeah. Why isn't it death? Well, because, uh, okay, so I'm going to not go too far. Uh, the, the average healthy person has shown that they'll be fine in, in the immediate. Now, long-term studies can't be done because it's not no. a long-term thing. Sure. Uh, they've already started to find that there are lingering effects and the average healthy person is nowhere near as healthy as a professional athlete. Okay. The, you know, uh, I was just talking about this yesterday. We were talking about Tom Brady, mm-hmm. goddamn 43 out there, won a Super Bowl. He's trash. Good. And, okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you believe about him or not. That guy is in immaculate shape. Is because he? Oh, for sure. Because he, he has the money. He has the money to have his own private doctor who he probably checks up with once a week. He's got the money to have his own private dietitian who probably True. evaluates not all every of them, single... Not my, all of my them. concern isn't the fact that they're healthy. It's the mindset of we should be worried about them dying. I don't care that they're healthy. That's fine. But the fact that people, the everyday person, hears like, oh, shit, fucking Tom Brady got COVID. All we're thinking is like, how many games is he going to miss? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm more Some concerned about. Some of the athletes have almost gone down. Some of the bigger... No, uh, I'm talking about yeah. dead yeah, because no, the some way, of them have. The way we're treating this, at least the way that it's being sold to us, is... That you die. You die. Yeah. Because, obviously, if well, you're going to willing to close a restaurant... That's uh, propaganda, for sure. Because you don't, you don't die. But everybody should be thinking that. Because yeah. if we're willing to not... you know, well, if, Oh, you're saying we should be thinking that way if these are going to be the restrictions? Exactly. Yeah. Because well, yeah. that's death. Like that's, all, t- that's what makes sense for the restriction. If everyone who got it was dying, I'd be like, fuck off. We're all closed. But we're acting as if everybody yeah, who gets it is dying. Or at least certain parts of you know business, obviously restaurants... Yeah. Like I said, it feels like restaurants are responsible for killing people. Oh, yeah. So oh, okay, when, when somebody gets COVID, how come everybody's like, oh, they're just going to miss a couple of days of uh, work yeah. or they're just going to miss a couple weeks? No, we should be based on the yes, world. We yes. should be thinking, okay, hey, I, I hope that person doesn't now. die. But nobody's yeah, thinking that way. No, so now. just like, oh, for how long do you have you, it until we can you. hang out That's again? That's what I'm saying. I get, yeah, I get yeah, the whole yeah. point. Healthy, yeah, I know that. Yeah. I'm aware of that, but why isn't the mentality? Well, that's the way it's been sold, because uh, otherwise people won't listen. That's the weird part. Yeah, because what that, are really that doing part's here? super weird. Thank I you. think um, you know it's hard for me to think that way because I I'm very middle of the ground to begin with. So I was never really like, oh, you got COVID, you're dead. I was always like, oh well, don't spread it, you know, and nope. whatever. See, my belief is no. Yeah you're going to die because yeah. I have relatives that are older that believe they're going to die. Yeah. So, Oh, I definitely, you know, you there's some saying? people who I have not seen. I've had barely any, cause they're like, if I get it, I'm dying. I'm I like, agree. But also my true. thing, I look at them, I'm like, you're already dying in the way that you're acting at this point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's where my brother brought we're this fucking up. It up. He you said, know I mean? uh, you know, a long time ago, he said, what's the point of living this way just to survive? Mm-hmm. Cause then you're not even living. Living. You know, and I was like, that's a good point. That's deep right there. We got to end on that. Polo, thank you very much. Uh, Parting words for your peeps. 
Uh, we'll put these on Facebook. Uh, I'll, I'll sliver them up and I'll put them on Facebook. Uh, so. Meditate on your cooking. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about a long time mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, build a sensible pantry. Boom. Uh, drink your goddamn water. Mm, water. Uh, be careful. Yes. But Wash your hands. But don't be insane. Yeah. Be Wash careful. Wash your insane. fucking hands. Wash your fucking hands. That's not, but f- this is principles Anything before the moisturizer situation. should be going way up, not hand soap. Hand yes. soap should have been this high sold. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah not hands I, and I, soap should be already I've been number washing one seller. my hands a million times a day. Obviously, happy birthday twice. That's just how it works. Yeah. Boom. Polo, thank you very much. Food Junkie thank Radio back again. Thank you. We out.